You're listening to Who I Met at the Market, a podcast where we hear inspirational stories from our market goers. Yay! Good morning. <sighs> We're recording this from a Wednesday. No, Thursday. It's Thursday morning. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Welcome back. It's been a while. It's been a while. We have dropped off the podcast bandwagon, but we're back on. This is only because we've had our hands full because our market is finally back. Yes, we're out of lockdown. We have lives to live now. Yes, uh, but we haven't forgotten about this podcast. No, we haven't forgotten about you, <laughs> I swear. So let's talk about today's episode. Who have we got on? Today we are speaking to Candice, um, who is from the incredible little litter project um make sure you follow them on instagram if you're not already i actually met candace at fashion week many years ago she was volunteering i was working and we um kind of just hit it off and got along really well yeah and then have kept in contact but it's funny because we me and candace are both heavily into fashion we love fashion but then we kind of both got really into sustainability and then rekindled our relationship yeah and she started llp and then i started hunter markets and we'd kind of just in each other's in each other's community in each other's bubble and she is fantastic and she's got a lot of great pointers and tips on how to keep our planet beautiful as it is and untouched and don't leave a trace type of yeah motto she's very into like looking after your area and like taking care of where you live which is obviously super important yeah a little community vibe yeah um and yeah she's just awesome and she's just so cool very cool why does she always look cool oh incredibly cool always she dresses so so well um and she's incredibly thrifty and sustainable and all those good things so we're obsessed let's get started yay so welcome to today's chat welcome candace thank you so much awesome being here Say it with a bit more excitement, Candice. Oh, it's amazing being here. I can't yeah! wait. <laughs> yeah, yes. So we recorded a little intro before this, but I was just talking about how we met and how we've kind of been both super into fashion because we met at Fashion Week, but then we've kind of taken a bit more of a sustainable route down. Yeah, into the fashion world. Yeah. yeah. Crazy how you can so many years later. Yeah. yeah. And find some kind of common ground with them that you just didn't expect. Yeah. Yeah. Meant to be. It was fate. Meant to be. The stars aligned. Exactly. The stars did align. <laughs> Before we get into the episode, we ask every guest what their favorite quote is. Well, one of my favorite quotes, which I don't know, from the time I saw the movie and read the books, it's just stuck with me, is a Lorax quote from Dr. Seuss. And it's unless someone, it's so cute. It's unless someone like you cares an awful lot, nothing is going to get better. It's not. And I just feel like it wraps Aww. up everything I've got to do with Little Little Project. It's just the cutest quote and there's just so much meaning behind it. And it's kind of like, I feel like throughout my growth and throughout Little Little Project, it's always popped up somewhere. Like I've just seen it on my socials or I've seen it somewhere. And it's just like a nice little reminder as to why I've started it and why I continue to do it. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. Say it one more time. Unless someone like you cares an awful lot, nothing is going to get better. It's not. Okay. It's very, yeah, very true. I like that. Very Dr. Sue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. It's like the little yeah. man can make a difference, you know? I've never actually seen that movie, but I should. Okay, well, note to everyone, go watch the Lorax after this if you haven't. <laughs> yeah. It's like that, oh, the place you'll go, like his type of quotes with, the, with you've got shoes on your feet and like you can, you know that one? Yeah, I have that book as well. 
Yeah. Yeah. I just love his quotes because they're just so simple, but there's a lot of meaning to it. So yeah, yeah, and it's got to do with the. It doesn't just have to do with the environment. It has to do with like everything. But for some reason, it just does relate back to the environment a lot. Yeah, definitely. I feel like recently people have been saying a lot about like you know sending people to space and stuff, and people are like, "What is the point of us doing all these little things down here when they're just going to send someone to space?" And that's like obviously so so bad for the environment yeah it's like that's such a bad attitude to have doesn't mean we should all just give up and stop trying to live more sustainably yeah and us humans we're just born so curious so when people like why aren't we worrying about our own planet um and worrying about other planets like space discovery and like we're born so curious so we're constantly trying to adventure we're kind of trying to gain more knowledge we're trying to find out new things like yeah it's just the way we're built so you can't stop that exactly but it doesn't mean we should stop trying to counteract that exactly you know for sure cool so let's chat about congratulations on your recent job oh thank you so much awesome organization yeah Yeah. let's chat about a, a bit about that and then we'll get into your side hustle llp so what is it that you do I hate that question, but <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fine. I love working for this organization and they do such incredible things and I've only come to realize what they're doing ever since working for them, but they're called Yarra River Keeper Association. They're located just at Abbotsford Convent and they pretty much protect and conserve or look after the Yarra River. We have like two main projects, which is litter and regeneration. So we have quite a few regeneration sites along the Yarra. And we do do a lot of research into regeneration and pollution, whether that be like littering or polystyrene. So, yeah, it's awesome. We actually have an event, our end of year campaign happening next week on Saturday. Um, so if anyone's along Ooh. the Yarra, look out for a kayak made out of plastic bottles that we've collected from cleanups. Cool. That's so cool. We're actually kayaking it down the Yarra. We're starting off at Hawthorne Rowing Club and I think we finish off around Federation Square. So, cool. yeah, that should be awesome. Love that. Yeah. I know. So will it float? I don't know. <laughs> Clever. So is it just the Yarra? Yeah, it's the Yarra. The Yarra is long. The Yarra is like 242 kilometers. It's long. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, very long. And when did this yeah. When did this organization start? Oh, they started many years ago, but it started off just as volunteers. Okay. And it's kind of grown into this organization now. Yeah. Cool. And we've got a young team so it's exciting to see everything they're doing and the partnerships they have and, yeah, the potential. There's, like, so much potential. And the Yarra is such a Melbourne icon. It's mm-hmm. amazing to see so much research and time put into it because, yeah, we have to protect our waterways. Um, I don't know. Like, even – I don't know if you guys saw throughout lockdown, we had a seal yes. that was in the Yarra. Yeah, yes. That. Yeah, his name is, like, Salvatore. <laughs> <laughs> I know how cute – yeah, that's yeah. crazy. So close. Like it's a 10-foot seal in the Yarra, random. Crazy. And yet it's great that it's so close, but then it's also so close to human activity and just like waste, I suppose. And yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's dangerous. Yeah. Exactly. It kind of like wakes you up that these animals um, and all these kind of species are living amongst this pollution and living yeah. amongst everything that's going on in the Yarra. Yeah. And it's just sad to see. So it's good to see a group of people that are working so actively in protecting or trying to find out where this pollution is coming from or how to protect these species because there's so many species like whether it be flora or fauna that are like located along the Yarra so yeah you don't actually know until you hear about it or you kind of research into it and you don't even think about it because the Yarra is just something that I don't know you walk or drive past every day but you don't actually realize how much is involved in it 
Yeah, yeah. definitely. This is a really silly, dumb question. Where yeah. does the Yarra River end up? Like, does it connect to the ocean? Yeah, it does connect to the ocean. Oh, okay, it does. Where does it go? Where does it go? Does it, go? <laughs> it goes through so many, like, Warrandai, Abbotsford. Like, we just focus a lot on the city pocket of it, but it does travel up a lot. Yeah, because that's it. You just focus on what you see every day. But, yeah. That's crazy. That's huge. Mm. That's so cool. Yeah, well, that's yeah. something that I've learned but it's today. Now, now, we're, now we're going into... Yeah, and like we're slowly doing a little bit more research, or like we're trying to tap into different catchments off the Yarra. So now we're going into like the Maribyrnong River. Cool. We recently hired a Maribyrnong River officer, so it's good to see like a bit of awareness around these waterways yeah. and how we can protect them, and kind of like all these friends groups that are located along the river, mm-hmm. like just builds a community. Yeah, yeah. What is your role within? Like, what is your job title there? I work in communications and fundraising. Cool. So. Yeah, there's all different kind of things, a little bit of even social media. So um, it's really cool that people have come across, the people I've met. Yeah, yeah, definitely check them out for anyone that hasn't checked them out. And check out our event next Saturday if anyone's around the Yarra River. Yeah, that sounds so cool. Yeah. What's it called on Instagram? Yarra River Keeper Association. There we go. Oh, yeah, I got it. Oh, cute. There's a, the kayak images of the kayak. Oh, my theme. God. Yeah. That's so cute. <laughs> I know. I think we're testing it soon to see if it will float because we've made it. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yes, so cute. cool. Yeah. No, wow. it's amazing. But it it was definitely awesome to be able to get a job for an organisation like this that are doing so much yes. good. Yeah, that you're so passionate That's about. That's amazing. Go off, queen. Boss energy. Girl <laughs> <laughs> boss energy. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, and girl boss oh. energy. Let's talk about Little Little Project. Yes. So um, tell us about what it is and how it started. So Little Little Project is just an initiative that I started, I think, about three years ago now that raises awareness about plastic pollution and managing our waste. Mm -hmm. But like on a smaller scale, I just started pretty much, I started it off because I was noticing the amount of rubbish I would see on the side of the roads. I'd be driving Mm -hmm. and within my local council and being seeing so much illegal dumping. Mm -hmm. Um, And all of a sudden, once I started seeing this rubbish, I'd pay attention to it everywhere, whether I was walking on the street whether I was driving past. Totally. And I was like, is anything being done about this? And so I contacted my local council and tried to reach out to see if there was anything they could do about it. But I noticed after a couple of months that it still wasn't getting cleaned up and there was nothing really being done about it. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, maybe if I start raising awareness about it and start doing my own cleanups, then I'll get some attention or mm-hmm. shine a light on the issue. And slowly, slowly, I think I also did start it up as because I was doing an environmental science. I was doing science majoring environments at uni as well. So I was like, oh, this is a great way to kind of, um, instead of volunteering for an organization, which volunteering is amazing, I wanted to start up my own initiative. And so I was like, it just shows that I'm taking initiative, starting up my own project and something that I'm passionate about. But then it's turned into something that I really love and that I really enjoy. Yeah. And I was doing just local cleanups by myself and I started to realize how satisfying I found them and how many people would stop by and be like, are you part of the council or oh, um, are you like, why are you doing this? And I was like, oh, I was just doing it. Like, it's totally acceptable or like we should be able to normalize people cleaning up rubbish. And so, yeah, yes. Then I slowly just made an event. My sister was like, you should just make an event. And so I was like, okay, I'll make an event after I gained a little bit of a following and yeah I think there was like about 50 to 60 people at my first event and it kind of showed 
that people do care, people do want to get involved, people want a, a sense of belonging and to feel part of a community. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that really motivated me throughout Little Litter Project. And it's going to show how many people you can cross paths with, um, exhibit A, Sarah, yeah. mm-hmm. and how many people you have common ground with. And a lot of people do want to get involved. It's just like getting out there and doing it. And so Little Litter Project, yeah, has really like, it's kind of educated people, but also this allowed the sense of community and this sense of belonging and shone a light on issues such as plastic pollution, managing our waste, how to make those small changes, how to go day by day and what kind of impact it's having at the end of the day. And yeah, slowly over time, like I started getting interest by or like the local council started recognizing me, Um, schools started to reach out or I started to do some talks at schools and local community groups. And it's kind of grown over the last three years. And yeah, it's amazing what it's turned into. And at the start, I like doubted myself because I was like, who's going to be interested in picking up rubbish and who's going to want to get involved in like, especially around the age of yeah. 21, 20, like people, totally. they don't want to pick up rubbish. Like it's a really hard, especially our age group. Yes. I felt the same with, with secondhand as well. Yeah. Because even I had boomers or like people telling me like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, are you sure that there's going to be people come to this? Like, I don't yeah. know. Because our age group is just so shown so much fast fashion. Yeah, that, that's true. They just fed it. So it's like um, how how can we convince them to, to you know? But we're also the first generation that's grown up with like climate change as a very real thing. Like yeah. a lot of people from the generation above us, that was like so new to them and they'd never heard of it and like didn't believe in it, which is crazy. But for us, it's like we've always grown up with an awareness that like climate change is climate real. Change yeah. is real. It's a problem. Um, so I think our generation is more conscious and more thrifty because of that hopefully yeah I think so no for sure and it's like it's definitely become like a real topic but the thing Mm -hmm. is that social media which you guys would know would it has like it's I don't know it has it's it's so bittersweet because it's good to be able to promote your thing but um social media like oh we call them influencers which is the word I don't like influencers in a way it does they're promoting like constantly changing up their wardrobe constantly getting new clothes and like you're getting these clothes for like quarter the price and so it's hard for you guys to be able to promote like a secondhand market when you can go to the shops and pick up a t-shirt for like five dollars totally yeah so it's yeah it's definitely has its challenges but I think you guys have nailed it in that culture that you've brought to secondhand like it's not just coming and buying secondhand it's more like this whole sustainable approach you've taken off bringing your keep cup bringing your reusable bag um, coming and shopping secondhand, like recycling styles, like you've brought this whole culture to thrifting, if you get what I mean. Yeah. yeah. And I think Hopefully. people think of secondhand and they think like, you know, that's not like fashionable, you're going to look awful, like op shop style kind of thing. But no. we're changing the narrative. That's exactly it. Like you can still be fashionable and shop secondhand. They're not two mutually exclusive things, you know. Yeah. They can, they can be one. Totally. Mm-hmm. A question that I was going to ask you, is has starting LLP has it changed you personally? Because definitely having Hunter Markets has changed my ways, my views, everything. Oh yeah, no. Like I always say this till today. Like I'm not perfect. I'm still learning so much when it comes to my environmental impact or how I can change. And it's definitely yeah. whether it be small things day to day or even every day when if I read the paper or if I check my phone. There's so many things I'm still learning when it comes to my own journey and how I can become a better person in that way. And so, yeah, I'm so Mm -hmm. grateful for Little Litter Project because it's educated me as well. Like, yeah, I do see things and I love to like share it or reach out to my wider community, but also like it's good for me because it's kind of 
especially having a love and having a passion for sustainability and for the environment, I'm constantly learning through raising awareness or meeting people or reading posts or yeah, whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I've definitely changed. And I would say that I've, I love the idea. And one thing about me that little, little project has taught me is that I love the, yeah, I love community. I love being part of a community yeah. and it's crazy. Um, yeah. It's crazy. Like how many people you meet and I think everything these days is like networking and connecting with people. So it's awesome to be able to connect with so many people that are my age, but also from other age groups or whoever they might be through something like Little Little Project. Very cool. Yes. I know that I've definitely changed like the old me would have gone into cotton on and been like, oh, my God, fuck yeah, I'm going to grow a whole hole today and I'm going to, you know what I mean? Or like I would have gone into any, I would have gone into H&M and filled up bags and been so proud and happy. (laughs) And now the new me, like I walk into those shops and I feel actually like my my stomach turns. So I'm like how much stock is here and how poorly it was made and who it was made by and it makes me churn. But like yeah, back me then I would have – Completely different person. So it's like – Didn't compl- your mind. The, yeah, yeah, no way, completely yeah. different person. You know, it's funny because we did uh, – we collabed and did a, a little, little project beach cleanup down our way in Bayside um, during one of the – before the, there was a lockdown One a few months ago. Yeah. <laughs> and now I, if I walk my dog down to the beach and there's litter or there's something, there's plastic, I'm like, it, I have to pick it up because it makes me feel ill. Yeah. So it's like, but old me would have been like, we're past wouldn't it. wouldn't even seen it. No, you would have passed by it. Yeah. So it's like these small little changes. It's crazy mm. that, that it doesn't even take much to change to see, to make more sustainability yeah. changes. Like you do it once. Yeah. I feel like it's easier than making sustainable changes is easier than bloody going on a diet. Not the as in diet culture is great. <laughs> it is. It is. But like you but know I what I mean? I know what you mean. Oh, it like sticks. It, it, yes, yeah. it sticks easier. It's so it does. It's so, yeah, I know what you're saying. It just it sticks really easy. And a lot of people and a lot of people that come to my cleanups or attend a cleanup, um, after they do a cleanup, they're like, Holy crap, every time I'm walking down the street, all I see is cigarette butts or so true. So yeah. true. Yeah, every time I'm at the beach. All I see is micro or small plastics. Like you don't realize, but it does all of a sudden you're picking up on these small things that you're doing or in your life. I agree. And I was the same. Like if you go back to 18-year-old, 19-year-old Candice, I was like so into I'm not wearing that outfit again. I've got a party this weekend. I need a new outfit. Or um, yeah, yeah, like I'd constantly be in that. So it's crazy how much you can grow or you can change and like how these little day-to-day things can reshape you or shape you into like a new person yeah totally yeah 100% I used to be very like with clothes especially really bad with like oh this top's just five dollars I'll just get it just because yeah you know it's cute it's five dollars why not kind of thing whereas now like especially the markets I try and think more like quality over quantity quantity yeah yeah that's something I was awful for and now I'm like am I gonna wear this at least five times try and picture what am I gonna wear this with not like oh just get it and like hopefully I'll wear it exactly do I really need it or do I just want it do I just want it and is it just cheap and is it just convenient exactly I know and you come to it's amazing like what you pick up on um yes mm. I think sustainable choices what like if you get over that hurdle of doing it once I think it come it'll it'll become second nature to you yeah yeah and like now I still love dressing. Oh, I love fashion. I love dressing up. I'll any excuse to dress up. But I've like 
figured out that there is so much the best shop is your wardrobe like there is so much that you can do in your wardrobe and so many ways you can wear clothing like I'll wear a shirt now tucked into pants I'll wear a shirt over a dress I'll wear a shirt with shorts I'll wear I'll just wear it 50 million ways I'll wear it open I'll wear it closed I'll wear a vest on top like yeah you just lend it to a friend like Like, there's so many ways that you can wear a single piece of clothing and yeah that's something that obviously that we've come to realize it's taken us a while, but yeah, we've finally yeah. got here. And that's yeah. what, like that's what I push for a lot. I'm like, these aren't changes that you just have to make overnight. And it's it's not something that you're expected to change just like that. These are things yeah. that you kind of learn over years or like over a period of time and you adapt to it and you it comes just part of your lifestyle or like part of your thinking process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. So where did your passion for sustainability and like caring for your local environment, where did that all stem from? Do you remember? I have, have I've like always loved being outdoors. I've always loved weekend trips away. I've always loved any excuse. Like as a child, I'll just literally just be out on the street 24 seven playing. Like I've always just loved being mm-hmm. outdoors and had a, a great appreciation for it. Um, also studying like environments at uni. I feel like it stemmed a lot of my love for it through we did different like topics like agricultural we did um geology geography just everything and that kind of shaped my love for the environment yeah and yeah it kind of came out of nowhere and I feel like Little Little Project also pushed for that but I've always loved being outdoors I've always enjoyed um being near the beach showed me like why we should protect it and seeing like litter amongst that or seeing a space polluted so badly when dogs are running freely or kids are playing I'll just be like holy crap how can people just ignore this and walk past it yeah 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 totally true yes I see I I feel that way as well when I see shit uh, when because I'm so close down to the dog beach and I've got my little pup as well that I take down there and when there's stuff at the front of the foreshore you're just Mm. like yeah dogs playing here how can there be like then it further goes into the actual ocean where it's like our ecosystems and our uh, our yeah, animals and our fish life are actually playing amongst that. Then it makes you even more ill. Even yeah. more ill. It's, yeah, like you don't realise. And, yeah, dogs, like they literally eat anything so you don't even know what's going into their body. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. Scary. Yeah. Oh, no, it's actually scary. And then looking forward, what are your plans for LLP for the future? Like do you have a vision for like in five years or ten years I want it to be this or are you just winging it? I think when it comes to Little Little Project, I want it just to grow as an organisation. Mm-hmm. Working for Yarra Riverkeeper, I can see, like, the potential. I can see um, how much, what different pathways you can take as an organisation. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to be able to cater to, like, all groups, no matter where you live in Australia, companies, big and small. I want people to be able to realise that it's just small ripples or like ripples that can cause big amounts of change and whether this be like more school talks or potentially holding little little project talks or just also mm-hmm. continuing to do cleanups I feel like cleanups I don't know it's such a great way to bring people together totally let's talk about the vibe at a cleanup yeah and I love it because all my cleanups there's a younger crowd yeah cool yeah because I feel like I don't know if it's just me but I feel like around environmental groups there's just like stigma where it's like old people like that have been there for a while they don't like change they don't like younger people so it's good to be able to see like it makes me so happy when I'm at a cleanup and all I see is like a group of 40 people young people people I can relate to people that like have got their whole lives 
in front of them. So it's just awesome to be able to see like a young group of people that are just doing something, something that's like a cleanup. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And you can, and it's such a friendly environment as well. You can come to a um, LLP event and by yourself. Meet some yeah. people. Like-minded like people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think that's the one thing, the point of difference that I have compared to a lot of environmental groups is that um, I've kind of built this community, which is younger people. And like, yeah, mm. people don't realize that once you go for a cleanup, you realize what a fun vibe it is. You're talking to people, you're walking. It's like a social event mixed with you doing some good for the environment through a cleanup. And then at the end of the day, you look at like how many bags of rubbish we've picked up and you see all the stuff that we've picked up and you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't even realize that I've done this the whole time because I've been like enjoying myself, but also been doing this for the environment. So it's a really fun vibe. Yeah, totally. How damaging is rubbish in our nature parks, reserves, in the RR? Why can't they just fucking leave their disposable mask on the beach? Or why can't they just leave their plastic bottled water down at the park that they've just had? Or like the bins are overflowing. I don't give a fuck. I've just had a picnic here and I'm just going oh, <laughs> to Like what, yeah. what is, where does, where does this go? And like, why is it so damaging? Why do we need to care more? It's just plastic. Or, well, plastic, people don't realise that plastic is a man-made item. Yeah. It breaks down, but it basically is breaking down into um, microplastics which is getting washed up into yeah. our waterways, which our fish are eating, mm-hmm. and then we're eating the fish, and then it's entering yeah. our system. Like there was something the other day where microplastics are now found in the placenta. Like it's just showing that they're entering our body. That's crazy. Yeah, and these are like man-made materials that contain chemicals that are so bad for you and could interfere with so much in your body, and they're mm-hmm. literally now everywhere. And so, yeah, by you just littering a water bottle, that water bottle is going to be there for God knows the next 40 years breaking down. Yep. It's also bad for our animals because they're building this life, they're eating all these things and this is getting now part of their, I don't know, like people, animals are now, we're finding metal cans in fish and whales. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Stomachs, we're finding this, we're finding that. That's not part of their normal. So sad. Yeah, that's not part of their normal cycle. And it's just sad to see that. We're just like humans have just fucked up their yeah their, like their, their environment yeah pretty much birds choking on masks and birds now using like bits and pieces as part of their nests and like it's just sad to see that it's become now part of their um environment living yeah and part of their living yeah yeah it's not right it's not something that yeah. it should be and it also it's not good for them no. because yeah as I said like it has really damaging effects on internally if this is breaking down, these plastics are breaking down. The one thing that kills me is that when I see like dog bags, people like picked up. Oh, 100%. Yeah, they've picked up it up in a dog bag. They've the just the poop in a dog bag and they've just chucked the dog bag. I'm just like, then just let your dog poop out there. Yes, <laughs> yes. That makes no sense. It's so damaging and it's so bad for our environment. And most of the time, yeah, it's getting washed up into our waterways. It's polluting our waterways and it's not something that, yeah, we should be seeing amongst our environment yeah and it's taking years to break down whether it's styrofoam that doesn't even break down so it's just sitting there and it's super damaging and it's just super sad to see that like if you go to a drain now all you see is just rubbish clogged up in that drain yeah Mm -hmm. like that's just how it is right now and it's just ugly on a very surface level it's just ugly yes exactly you don't want to go to the beach for like a relaxing day out and have like plastic bowls and Exactly. And that's exactly like last year I went to the beach. No, the start of this year I went to the beach and we were still going through or we are still going through the whole COVID. Um, But I saw, I went to the beach and I went for a swim and I saw like two floating gloves, plastic gloves. And I was like, this is not what I want to be seeing 
when I'm swimming. Yeah, yesterday. just like having respect for other people that are using these spaces. Yeah. So the city of Kingston now have done this initiative that I've seen on all the bins down at the beach is they have QR codes and it says um, – is this if this bin is overflowing or close to overflowing? Scan this QR code and you fill out a, a small form, which I've filled out before, and it notifies the council immediately. Like that, that that bin needs attention. Yeah, That's so good. That's a really good initiative. Yeah, because down at the beach, it's it's it gets chaotic on a hot summer's day, yeah. and then there there's only like what two bins down at the yeah. beach, and there's it's not a lot, and they can just overflow, and then the the shore just comes up and takes all that rubbish. So mm. it's like. That's amazing. Yeah. Overflowing bins are the main cause or main reason of rubbish polluting our environment. Like you go to any park on a hot day when there's like picnics are going off and all you see is just the bins over overflowing. And it's not even like people are sitting there like, oh, this can go and recycle and this should go and waste. Everyone's just like, no, into the one bin, get rid of it. Um, yes take your rubbish home with you yeah, yeah exactly. it's really really sad to see it's not hard. you brought it here just take it back <laughs> yes there's like I saw like a quote about like something like leaving no trace and I think that's as well as what you're super big on like anywhere you go yeah mm. that should be like that with all humans just like leave no trace just enjoy the earth as it is and don't yeah don't affect it. Don't touch it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Leave it alone. Yeah. I know, seriously. And, like, where you can reduce where possible, it's, like, important to be able to, like, reduce because, yeah, we can do things like biopack alternatives or this packaging alternative, but at the end of the day, it's still waste. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Yeah. when it's okay. sitting buried in landfill, is it really going to break down? Like, it's not getting any light. It's not getting any moisture. Like, is it really going to break down? And it's all ending up in landfill anyway. So I think the solution, and I do love recycling. I'm the biggest ambassador for recycling. But at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. as humans, we do need to learn to just reduce our waste. That's going to be the solution to all our problems. Yeah. 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 And and like living by that circular economy, which people need, we kind of need to build our lives into because it's hard. Like we've gone from living in a circular economy, like our parents and past generations have gone and living into a circular economy to like convenience now so like how do we kind of switch that back Mm -hmm. but then people are now obsessed with convenience and having things quickly and you know now we've got the internet and you can buy something and get it the next day and now we're used to that life it's really hard to take that away from people because they're so used to that to living that certain way exactly and it's it's hard to like especially with the with um covid how it's affected single use and yeah yeah everything and it's it's affected convenience like now like we want food to add like Mm. before we did do a lot of delivery and this and that but now it's just like amplified it yeah yeah Yeah. agreed oh my god 100 percent. let's talk about thrifting yeah because you're a big uh you're a shopper at our market as well you've come a few a few times i love hunter's market and we're also both a uh, both obsessed with your fashion yeah we were just I what is the jumper that you have on right now it's very cool thank you actually this was um this was thrifted it's cool what is it <laughs> thanks guys a basketball jumper no vikings i think it's american football oh very okay cool, cool. Like yeah yeah we were saying in the intro that you always just look so cool and we just always love so fly you, yeah just always every time we see you we're like how how is she always just so put together <laughs> so Tell us how you do that whilst also we being sustainable. That you like you, when we when we I think we had a drink with you a few weeks ago and yeah. you looked so fly and we're like she works in the rubbish department and we work in fashion. <laughs> look, at like, <laughs> look at us! Look at this! We God. look like garbage. 
garbage. And she- <laughs> I wish I could rock color the way you guys rock color. Like oh, pink and orange it. has never looked good together. But then Sarah rocks up in like a pink and orange outfit, and I'm like, okay, this is happening. This is oh. <laughs> Do you have any um, thrifty fashion tips? Um, yeah, as I said before, shop your wardrobe. I've come to fall in love with my wardrobe again and just find different ways to wear pieces in my wardrobe. Mm-hmm. I only really buy things if I know I'm going to wear it. Like if I go to the shops, mm-hmm. if I go thrifting, no matter where I go, I only really buy something if I know 100% that I'm going to get some wear out of it. Yeah. yeah. No matter what it is, yeah. even if it's a jumper, if it's shorts, if it's a dress, like I need to know that I'm 100% going to wear it. I don't just impulsively buy it thinking, oh, maybe I will wear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And yeah, I think it's just important, like, just create your own vibe. I feel like it's mm-hmm. don't go following other people. Like, it's always good to get inspiration off other people, but at the same time, just trust your own vibe. Yeah. yeah. And if you like something or the way it looks, like, don't go asking someone if it looks good. Like, you rock it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think that's one way that people get really sucked into fast fashion is if you're like obsessively following trends. Yeah. Which is really obviously like with social media and stuff. It's so easy to get sucked into that. But if you're just obsessed with like what's trending and what like has just come out and cotton on or whatever, then you're going to get sucked into buying fast fashion. Whereas if you have your own style and you're a little bit more unique, then it's easier to shop from other places. For sure. And I feel like trends are a thing of the past. I feel like now you can wear whatever you want and it works. Yeah, hopefully. Like, so true. There's no such thing as trends anymore because you look at our fashion now, what's considered a trend. It's what was popular back in like the 90s or whatever. So yeah, it's just all a circle. And so you can just wear whatever you want. As long as you have confidence in yourself, as long as you, you like the way it looks, then I feel like rock it. And I always feel like it's really good to have good basics. Like as Ellen said before, invest in good basics. And that's something you can always just add on to, like whether it's a T-shirt, whether it's like a good pair of jeans. Um, I feel like secondhand mm-hmm. jeans are the best thing you can ever buy. Because mm-hmm. jeans, when you buy them at first, they're really like, they're really rough and they're really, especially like denim, denim. If you're going to be buying like Levi's and stuff where it's like denim, denim. I feel like secondhand jeans, they're just softer. They like work your body better. They're just so much easier. Yeah. And I feel like my best thrift, my best finds have always been like um, denim jeans. I've always found some really good secondhand denim jeans uh, or probably silk shirts. I love silk shirts. Oh, yeah. Yes. And also how much water goes into making a fucking pair of jeans. Exactly. So much water. And they don't look good new. Why buy them new anyway? Yeah, how many pairs of jeans already exist in the world? Yeah. <laughs> and like, no. They don't hit the same if they're new. I feel like when they're worn in a little bit, like they've got a bit of character. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. What about materials to avoid? Um. Yeah, so a massive thing, I feel like I always talk to you about this, Sarah, but it's like check our wash labels. I never used to check it until like a couple of years ago. And now you, if you catch me in any store, the first thing I'll be doing is like checking the wash label because it just tells you so much about that item and that product, either where it's made or yep. what it contains or how to wash it or like whatever it is. It's always so important to check the wash label. And yeah, we should be avoiding any kind of artificial materials, whether it be like viscose, whether it be or oh, any any type of like greenwashing as well when it comes to like items because of these days they're yeah, like we haven't really spoken about that. Yeah, these yeah. days they're like a lot of items they're like, oh I've noticed actually I went to the shops the other day and it's crazy how much you pick up on. What is greenwashing for our listeners who don't know? It's pretty much these organizations saying that they're having some kind of environmental impact or might be saying that they're um, using certain fibers, whether it be organic or whether it be 
um, made out of recycled bottles, but it's a very mm-hmm. small percentage that they could be yeah. using when they're selling the item as 100% recycled, made out of recycled water bottles. But then you check the percentage and it's like 2% is made out of recycled water bottles and the rest is made out of like polyester. Yeah. Yeah, polyester. So that's why yeah. I always like really push for people to check the wash labels, especially when it does come to a lot of these organic ranges that are coming out, these recycled um, lines that are coming out. It's important to be able to identify the difference between, yeah, like a polyester T-shirt because you look at a T-shirt and it's just part of the normal range and it could be 100% polyester. And then you look at this organic, oh no, recycled, made out of recycled materials range and it's like 3% recycled water bottles, but then the rest is polyester. So really what's the difference at the end of the day? Yeah, Crazy. Yeah. yeah. But technically they're selling it as a, a recycled fibres. So people get really sucked into the branding and the marketing. Yeah. So it's important to be able to like acknowledge the difference between it and see, yeah, where if companies, because these have become a really big thing. Totally. And I'm not going to lie, like you get an email on your phone or you go to the shops and you see sustainable or you see organic cotton or you see made out of recycled fibres and it catches your eye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like greenwashing is basically like a sticker on top of a fucking garbage yeah I don't know how to explain it but you know what I mean yeah yeah I don't want to say it's lying but it's like kind of false advertising yeah 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 like a false advertising yeah false advertising yeah that's a great word also just like like I know that lessons or brands like that I don't want to say them but you know I think they put out like a whole sustainable range of like all this all this recycled stuff and it's like but who made them yeah. yeah. What were the oh garment God. workers being paid? Where did this come from? Exactly. So again, it's like, oh, like, oh, yeah, you've just put out this sustainable range, but how much did you throw out last year? Or like, how, how much mu- of that range will you also? Throw yeah. Out exactly. Bin? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's like, if companies, organization can just, but like you said before, if we can, humans can just focus on preventing waste now, then it's like you don't have to do this whole greenwashing fucking campaign right. if you just focus on producing yeah what you're creating and you know what speaking about this i read the other day somewhere that clothing production is the third biggest manufacturing industry after automotive and um technology industries yeah that's wow. crazy and so it's crazy to see how much now we overconsume when it comes to our clothing and how much in the last like 20 years our consumption has like doubled or tripled when it comes to the clothing production it's actually so sad and at what cost somebody else's somebody else's blood on the exactly and and it's a lot to do with influences and like clothing hauls are such a huge thing like on youtube and stuff like look at my 500 hundred dollar white box haul yeah exactly so unnecessary that needs to stop a lot of people are thinking like are we when it comes to yeah when it comes to these purchases how ethical or sustainable are these companies at the end of the day? Like, are they paying their garment workers um, a living wage or mm-hmm. are they working in good conditions or like, mm-hmm. are these materials just going to break down into microplastics within after like three washes? Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. it, yeah. it's not just about the item. You've got to think, yeah, what's behind it or how much good or how much bad the company or how ethical they might be at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not saying to everyone or like I'm not saying to people or oh, all of a sudden go cut out these brands and don't purchase anything from them. I'm just being conscious in your decisions when it comes to buying. Yes. If you really like something and if you really 
want to buy something from one of these brands, go and buy it. But I'm just saying like, don't unnecessarily get sucked into like Black Friday sales, 30% off. Totally. And don't be getting sucked into these promotions and these prices and kind of like take a step back and realize what am I supporting? And we have so much power as a consumer. Are we making the right decisions? Yes. Like imagine if we were wearing like, I don't know, uh, the person who made our t-shirt on our like, you know what I mean? How do I say, like, you know, people wear branded shit that's like Levi's or yeah. White yeah. Fox. And it's like, imagine you're wearing an image of the person who made that or like where they, where they live, where they where live they or like you, you're wearing, you're wearing that, that brand on you. And yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my God. It's so bad. Yeah. I know. Sad. It's really sad. Anyway. Yeah. I know. Anyway, like. Anyway. <laughs> we could talk about this all day. <laughs> we could talk about this all day. It's so bad. <laughs> we try to be so uplifting. Many- so when when we were speaking about tips and how our life has kind of changed and those first steps are kind of hard, they're hard hurdles with making sustainable steps, but then once you do them, they come, they're like second nature to you. Mm-hmm. What would you, this is a very broad question, but what would you give someone the small steps who are trying to be more sustainable, small changes to implement in their lifestyle? Um, I would definitely say, I would definitely say like do your research. I'm not saying get out a book or like, spend a whole semester studying it I'm just saying like don't get so because sometimes when it does come to sustainable changes people think that it can be expensive mm-hmm. yes and I get it like you do go to certain places and they do charge a lot for shop local or ethical or organic brands or whatever it might be yeah but just like do your research because you can find ways around it and I'm not saying to go jump in and all of a sudden cut out all your single-use shopping bags and all of a sudden cut out like, do you know what I mean? Like, make, make these major drastic changes to your life. Yeah. Ah, okay. See, I thought you were talking about research as in research as in where this shit's going or where it's ended up or, like, how damaging. Oh, yeah, That's for sure. what you were talking about. No, no, no. You can go either way. You can go either way. Research as in, like, when it comes to, like, you purchasing certain items, like, even – um, like my sister and I both purchased from source bulk foods. Yes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the things can be a little bit pricier from source bulk foods than they are from a local supermarket. Totally. But sometimes you can find things that are a bit cheaper. So it's just like doing your research and being able to compare um, from your local supermarket, from a market, from a bulk food store. It's like just being able mm-hmm. to compare the prices. But yeah, it's also important to do your research as into like where these items might be ending up or how they are affecting our planet or the percentage, like sometimes I know it's scary, but to look at statistics and data and whatever it might be, just to show you, yeah, how you're contributing to this, this bigger picture. Yeah. But yeah, I just feel like do your research and also just thinking twice about everything. Thinking twice about everything. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's so true because like thinking twice before you walk past that piece of rubbish because it's easy to do or thinking twice before you go to the co- before you go to the coffee shop grab your keep cards yeah thinking twice before you leave the house grab your tote bags for sure just being a little bit more organized that's all you need to do to <laughs> yeah yeah that <laughs> organization but like even there yeah. you go to the supermarket and you're picking up one eggplant do you grab a plastic produce bag and grab that eggplant or do you just put the eggplant in your basket because you're going to end up washing it anyway yeah yeah like exactly. it's just like little decisions yeah. like that day to day where you can just cut out mm-hmm. those small things but it just becomes habit over time um yes. that's exactly it. so now when you go to the supermarket and you see like the produce bags you're like oh I don't really need it I'll just put it into my bag and I'll wash it at home later um it's small things yeah. like that or you can buy the little reusable ones yeah. yeah you can buy the reusable ones but it's just small things like that I think it's just thinking twice about 
mm-hmm. our decisions that we make day to day. Totally, yeah. mm-hmm. especially um, like with food waste as well. Yeah, and, and you can totally think twice if you can put you can put that in your garden and it'll be it'll yeah. flourish more than you getting fertilizer and going to Bunnings. It's like the, the yeah yeah. So exactly. Everything is just takes a teeny bit more thinking, but it's worth it in the exactly. And like you say, once you get in the groove of that, it becomes a habit. It becomes a habit. Yeah, it's like anything. You kind of build a routine. You kind of build like a habit out of it. So um, yeah, just making those decisions and being conscious in what you do. Yeah, I think the pricing Being thing is conscious. a big is a big one. That tip. Yeah, like people think living sustainably is expensive, and I totally understand that. Like, I definitely thought that for a long time. Like, if you're buying actual sustainable fashion, like new things that are sustainably made, they are a lot more, and that always put me off. I was like, I can't afford to buy a hundred and fifty dollar leggings that are made from yeah recycled bottles or whatever. I'll just get these ones mm. from Cotton On. But it is educating yourself in those ways that you can be sustainable and thrifty like we go to the market every week and get this $30 box of veggies and it's just like a cardboard box that you can take back to them and you get so much great fruit and veg $30 it's so much cheaper than going to Coles like a quarter of the price Seriously, and we use so much less plastic and stuff because of it that's amazing and you're supporting these like local farmers and we're doing so much good there's so much behind that decision as well yeah, it's like it's new incredible. ways of thinking. Another yeah, tip. Yeah, that's it. That's new it. ways. <laughs> and just like research what's in your local area. Like, go to your local market. Yes. And like figure these things out. Yeah, yes. and you'd be surprised how much is out Any- there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so much. So Anything much. else? Any other tips? Follow Little Little Project. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, we well, should be number one. <laughs> Actually, with research, and I think we'll add another tip being education. Yeah, education is the most important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you, another one on the spot, do you have any other pages that you follow or you can send them to us that are great? Oh, I like Banish. Banish is a great page. This lady who started it in New South Wales, her name's Lottie. Her name's Lottie and she sells a lot of um, sustained, oh, like uh, eco-friendly products, but also teaches you little tips and tricks when it comes to kind of what Little Little Project is doing, but on a bigger scale. Oh, cute. Yeah, she's awesome. and These are great. <laughs> she's got great memes as well. Yeah. The Maguire movie meme, that's right at my street. <laughs> uh, that's too good. I know, I need to get into making memes, to be honest. I think that's a great area to type. I follow one yes, and it's like, it, it has graphics and it's like old me and then it's new me. Do you know that one? Yeah, I've seen that. That's a great page. Also, a really satisfying page and a page that doing a lot of good is four oceans i love their page it's they're basically located in like bali but it's so satisfying to seeing how much they're doing that is satisfying like i remember that with our cleanup like when you found that big bag at the end of the day with all your stuff that you've cleared up that was like the most satisfying thing I've i know ever seen. i know only the thing is that the beach cleanups it's all small small, small stuff but it's also so satisfying yeah like, but even that looks yeah. like a lot it's like it's crazy and you're like oh by us just doing this, there's that much less rubbish out there on the beach. Yeah. Exactly. That's such a good feeling. Mm. So we've got also we've got Christmas coming up, festive season. Oh, yeah. Do you have any tips um, for, to enjoy Christmas without being so wasteful? Because that is a very wasteful time of the so year. Oh, very wasteful. I'll definitely say that you can do a lot of like conscious, eco-friendly decoration ideas. Yeah. yeah. Also like... I feel like planning your meals because around Christmas a lot of food waste happens. So planning your meals and not yeah. overbuying. It's so easy to go yeah. to the supermarket and just overbuy and like yeah. 
be buying stuff that just ends up yeah buying four punnets of strawberries when you only need like two yeah mm-hmm. true and then within a couple of days those strawberries have gone off and you just have to put the whole thing in the bin so just like yeah planning out what you're buying exactly planning and as well as like yeah. gift wrapping like i know every year i read something and it was like every year there's oh, enough man. gift paper used to wrap up the whole or to go around the whole oh yes you put that on your story yeah the whole planet which is actually really scary so I think just like being conscious, like I know we're saving, we're saving newspaper and we use newspaper to wrap up gifts, Cute. So whether it be that or whether it be using like, that's a good idea. yeah, using scarves or using some kind of material that the person can reuse or even just, yes, I don't know. Yeah. Silk scarves. Yeah. Just even like, just brown paper that you can like recycle. It's better than like the cheap plasticky. It's, I was thinking the other day, it's really random that we even wrap gifts. Yeah, why is that a thing? Why is that? <laughs> just tradition, isn't it's it? It's just, yeah. I think it's the element of surprise. Yeah. Yeah, true. But you can wrap it in like a bag that you already have, like a tote bag. Yeah. I mean, just like put it in a tote bag and call it a day. Choosing vegan vegan options this Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many things. I feel like the list is never ending. Yeah. Or making donations to amazing causes instead of buying a gift if it's somebody that maybe you know that person that's like, oh, what do I get them? Yeah. They have everything. Well, it's like, well, why don't you make a gift and contribution to someone? Like, Yeah. Or even instead of make, giving gifts, like bake something or make yeah. something. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. It's on this website, it says giving um, a gifting experiences instead of things. Yeah. That's a really good one. Yeah, because we've become a very materialistic society, so it's like moving yeah. away from that and – I feel like COVID has taught us like that we should appreciate the little things, right? So mm-hmm. no matter what it is, yeah, like it's always nice. Like I know like I started baking gingerbread cookies last year and I fell in love with it and now I'm just like every year I'm making gingerbread cookies. <laughs> That's your gift. That's a great gift. That's my gift. I am the gift. <laughs> my presence gift. is your present. Yeah. Leo energy. <laughs> That's some Leo things right there. <laughs> Make space in your fridge or freezer for leftovers so you can freeze all your leftovers and eat them later. Oh, yeah. That's, that's just awesome. simple things. There's yeah. just like so many things you can do. And I get I get through these through like Christmas and Easter or whatever it is, birthdays, it's so easy to like waste, whether it be like food, this, that. But, yeah, mm-hmm. there's like changes that we can make. Easy so easy. Amazing. Yeah. So do you have any LLP events coming up? I really want to do a cleanup soon. I know it's been really busy and a lot of people do have like plans now on the weekends, like people's weekends are basically booked out Mm. coming out of lockdown and with everything restrictions easing and people catching up on events. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely will be putting out some events soon. So yeah, for those following Little Little Projects, stay tuned because we'll be doing a cleanup soon around Melbourne. Yeah, and it'll be awesome. Definitely give it a follow. You should do that, yeah, like now more than ever, especially with um, coming out of lockdown, there's shit everywhere yeah exactly oh there's so much stuff everywhere I'm crazy I think I've like got OCD when it comes to it now (laughs) like I'll be driving back at like 2 a.m from somewhere or 1 a.m and see rubbish now on the side of the road and I'll literally get out of my car and pick it up and I'm just like Candice you need to chill (laughs) she's gone too far with it (laughs) it was so bad but at the same time it's just like I don't know I think it's just become part of who I am now yeah, it's a good thing. It's yeah. a good thing. Just be safe when you're out at 2 a.m. on the road, honey. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so if you want to follow Candice, her at is Little Litter Project. Bit of a tongue twister. 
And then Candace's person- yes. <laughs> personal Instagram account so you can see how hot she is and how vibey she is. is yo it, Candace. Yeah, that's in the bio. So you can put a face to this. <laughs> Wonderful lady. Yeah. I can't wait to go to my next Hunter's Markets. I love how it's going off every week now. So it's yeah. what I need. We've got a few. We've got Christmas ones coming up as well. Oh. So we'll we'll promote that a lot. Because another quote that we found this morning, this quote is: "If everyone wore a pre-loved outfit on Christmas Day this year, the CO two emissions saved would be equivalent to taking fifty six million cars off the road for a day." That's actually so scary. Yeah. How so it's like that? we're going to promote get your get your pre-loved fits. Like how how big is that of a thing? Like I'm going to go and buy a new outfit Christmas for Christmas Day. Day. You don't need to do that, hun. There's so many things that already exist. There's so many. And you know what? We've been in lockdown for two years now. No one remembers your wardrobe from two years ago, honey, so you can wear that outfit again. Oh, yeah. my God. So true. <laughs> that is so true. I don't remember what you look like. Yeah. Like your wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, there's so many things you can buy. Or if you're going to buy something, like buy it off the Hunter's Markets website. Yes. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on this podcast, Candice, and for your time and us picking your brain. I appreciate it, guys. It's always great having a conversation with you guys. We could be here all night. We could. We honestly could. (laughs) We could talk about this forever and ever. Yeah. So we encourage all of our all of our listeners to make some sustainable changes this Christmas and to go to a cleanup as well because it yes. becomes it'll it'll change the way you think. It really yeah. will. Or if you're not in the area and you can't go to one of Kansas cleanups, just go and like have a walk around your area and just pick some stuff up. Yeah, yeah. it's rewarding. Yeah. That really push people to like start their own cleanups. Yeah, as much as I would love you to attend my one of my cleanups, it's so easy to be able to start your own community with whether it just be with a couple of friends like cleanup australia they send out kits for free so all you have to do is just register a cleanup or not even just get onto their website and start up your own event or not even event it can be whatever and they send you gloves they send you a bag they send you everything which you can reuse and reuse and reuse and reuse but it's a great way Mm -hmm. to just get out within your community and kind of like do your part and also raise a bit of awareness you'll be surprised the amount of people that see it and they like Oh, I want to be a part of something like that. So yeah, yeah I really yeah. encourage people to start their own um, and take those steps. Love that. All right, my love. Awesome. Enjoy your day off. Bye. Speak to you soon. Guys, thanks so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Who I Met at the Market. Hunter Markets is committed to honouring the past, present, and future Indigenous communities and original owners of the land on which we.